I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding Reality, a decoding TV podcast covering the latest and greatest in reality television. I'm Justin. And I'm Deja. On today's episode of Decoding Reality, we will be discussing The Bachelor Season 27, Episode 7. And I think I had a pretty good title for this episode. Deja, what'd you come up with? My thought was Hungary for Home. A little corny, just a oh, little bit, but you know, that was hometown moment over. Yeah. That was similar to mine. I said, "Hungry for time." Ooh, <laughs> get a little, it? Because we're in there. So I think we're on the right track. We had similar ideas on what the title episode should be, but you can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv and please pretty pretty please email us at decodingtv at gmail.com and you can find us on tiktok at tiktok.com slash at decodingreality on today's episode we'll start by giving you our initial thoughts of the episode and then we'll do a whole recap of the entire episode and then we'll wrap it up with our predictions for next week so deja What'd you think of this week's episode? Freddie, Freddie, what did you think of this week's episode? Gosh dang. Oh, look at him. Just walking into the most inopportune time. Anyway, I'm keeping this in. Daisha, go ahead. What'd you think? Uh, I thought this episode was really unsurprising. <laughs> For anyone who's been listening to our predictions, it definitely wasn't a big shock. Um, but I have to say, I didn't know it was going to go down the way it went down. So that was a little bit more interesting to me. Um, especially, I think Brooklyn was an interesting case for me. So I'm excited for when we talk about her. Yeah. How did you feel about the episode? Really? You were surprised by Brooklyn? Because that's the one I was not surprised by. I was surprised whatsoever. by how it went. Oh, it just seemed, I, seemed like- a little strange, you know? Because to me, Brooklyn's bit has been put in the friend zone. I think it's pretty clear. And we all know if you involve yourself in drama on this show, 
it's over. Like, you're just, like, waiting to be sent home if you involve yourself in drama. And Brooklyn was, like, a prime competitor in that drama when she didn't have to be if she wanted to save herself. But, hey, that's the point. What'd you think? I'm just surprised she got a one-on-one. That's what really threw me off. I didn't expect him to, like honestly waste his time because the writing was so clearly on the wall for everyone involved. I don't think anyone would have been shocked if she didn't get that one-on-one. And instead, the way this episode went was her confronting him during the group date about how she still isn't being chosen and him saying, yeah, that's fine. You're going home. And it could have gone wow. that way as well. Okay. 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 So I'm just I get shocked that, that like he, he gave her a chance almost. And I don't think it was a real chance. I don't think it was an earnest but he at least put up the the appearance of giving her a chance. Okay, yes. I'm also surprised that Zach wasted somebody. Actually, no, I'm not, because he wasted Greer's time. He wasted he brought that girl all the way out to Hungary and Budapest just to eliminate her. Really? Really? You were already on Zoom the like three weeks ago. You could have just done it then if you weren't feeling it. And we all know Zach was not feeling it because how dare Greer talk about her experience with COVID. How dare she? The criminal offense. But let's just get into the recap of this episode because I have a lot to say, even though they gave us very little in this episode, I would say. But as we said before, The Bachelor has arrived in Budapest, the whole cast. And the show is really pushing, I guess, that hometowns are next week. And hometowns are a big thing in this show. It's when the final four, uh, four women, the Bachelor gets to meet their family. So it's very, very, very important because it's make or break time. You know, no time for silly business. And the women are excited. Zach is excited. But Greer is excited because Greer is back. Kind of. They don't show any like shots of Greer with the group. She's just like, I'm so excited to be back. She's not really back. (laughs) And then they just don't pick it up until later in the episode. But meanwhile, they announced that Katie gets a one-on-one date with Zach. And I'm not shocked. Are you, were you shocked by this Deja? Cause it's Katie or bust at this. Actually, no, I won't, I'll say my predictions for the, like, the end of the part of the episode, but Deja, go ahead. What you No, got to keep him guessing. Got to keep him waiting to the end. Um, <laughs> I, no, I couldn't have been surprised that it was Katie. I mean, it felt like the most obvious choice for this stage just to give him, like, just a softball, kind of hit it out of the park, first one-on-one for this episode that everyone knew she was going to get a rose. I'm sure none of those women were surprised to see her come back home. Um, so, yeah, it felt, it felt direct to me. Like, we, I know Katie's already in the top two. Either she's the winner of The Bachelorette, because if this, if this whole sequence of events haven't proved to you that the producers love her, Zach really likes her, it, it's so obvious at this point. But you know it's obvious. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsor, and we'll be back with more Decoding Reality right after this. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And we're back. I wonder what the sponsor could have been, Deja. I hope it's Doritos. Anyway. <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> if we're lucky. But during this one-on-one date, Katie and Zach are getting to know each other. And they start asking questions that you sh- probably should know if you're about to get engaged to s- someone. Katie says that her favorite color is purple. Zach's last name used to have the word shackle in it. Charity, run, girl, Run. This is your chance. Run, girl. Charity, run. But Zach says it's okay that there are things that they don't know about each other. And he's okay with that because he still gets butterflies around Katie. And I'm like, all right. But besides that, Katie's outfit, very hip, very like in right now. She had like the, I guess, kind of straight leg, light wash jeans that are really in right now. She had a little bit of a crop top moment, but a long coat, which confused me. But you know, it's fine. They get together, they write poems, they get on this train thing. Deja, what'd you think of this date? Because I don't think there's anything to report on this date besides that it went really well, you know? This date, yeah, went really well. I think it was pretty straightforward. But it was also one of those things where it's like, do you remember that The Bachelor didn't plan this date? Do you remember he didn't decide that you were going to write poetry together? He's just here. And he's getting a lot of great things by being here. This isn't his, you know, romantic impulse or his vulnerability or him being a man like no other man you've ever seen, which we can talk about later. But, you know, it's just, again, they're giving him a little bit more credit than I think he deserves in every situation. Exactly. Because I saw a tweet while watching the episode that, like, Katie says, Zach is the perfect man. And it says the perfect man. And it's just like a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> I will I will slightly defend Zach. I don't think he's that boring as mayonnaise because I think this season what's the word I'm looking for? There is something to him even though we don't like what that something is. I feel as though he's more mature than most bachelors, which I appreciate because their other bachelors have been absolute train wrecks. I'm looking at you, Peter Weber. You know, anyway, there's like a uh, <laughs> there's a TikTok that's like, oh, uh, you know, people who say getting in like a lesbian relationship would be easier because women have emotional intelligence are all assuming they're using that emotional intelligence for good. And I feel like Zach having maturity, let's not assume he's using that maturity for good. He's just found the right ways to say, okay, I really don't like being challenged right now, so leave. This is too much. Get out of my wow. face. He's found that, that really is very good. True. He's found the mature way to act on kind of an immature impulse to avoid conversation. <laughs> Cause he really does not want to talk about it ever. No, he does not want to talk about anything. And I think that's what gives Katie the edge in this case, because she is so easy to be around. She's 
Uh, she jokes a lot, but she knows how to have a tough conversation. You know, I think that's what's really appealing about Katie, especially in a show like this. But meanwhile, back at the house, the girls don't care about Greer. They, they, they're like, she's she gotta go. She lost a week, so she shouldn't get a rose. She lost more than a week, actually. And like, real world time, it's about three weeks since he's last seen Greer between like the flights and stuff like that, which is questionable, but we'll get to that later. Brooklyn then gets a one-on-one and everyone else besides Katie is going to go on a group date later. So that's Kat, Charity, Ariel, and Gabby. Right? Am I right? Yes. And Gabby. And since this is the week before hometowns, everyone's like, I need to find time with him. I need to make it known that, I'm here for the right reasons, which brings me to the point that I'm noticing that it's very odd. I wouldn't say odd, but it scares me that Zach, how much Zach needs utter devotion <laughs> or like full commitment. At, like when I I would argue that he hasn't given that to the women. You know what I mean, Deja? That's actually such a good point because. He really, again, kind of that thing of just, if you present any resistance, any trouble, any challenge to me, I'm disinterested. And he really doesn't allow any option for like, we are two human beings and we need to work together. It's just like, you need to be ready to follow me, to to want what I want, to kind of serve my vision for my life. And it's just, has he ever really expressed this interest in the women to a level of wanting to listen for them or adjust for them. No, no, because he's the bachelor. He's the lead. Like you've said it before that the bachelor is not your boyfriend and bachelor relationships are not equal. They're not equal time, you know, because the lead has so much power and the contestants hardly have any, you know, and often contestants are villainized for speaking like speaking up for themselves especially in this season which is kind of scary but hey what are you going to do you know but back to the night portion of Katie's date Katie explicitly says that she wants stability because she wants a father she wants a husband and more importantly Katie's dad wasn't around so she had a stepdad Except that stepdad left when she was in middle school. And Zach honestly doesn't know what to say at this point. He just goes, wow. Uh, 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 wow. And I'm just like, okay, Zach. You you were good at saying something before, but come on. The hometowns are coming up, so please at least know what to say at this point. But she gets a rose, and they go to a pool together. Nothing to report because Katie is cruising at this point. You know what I mean, Deja? I think Katie could say nothing and do nothing for the next four weeks, and she still could be in the final two. There's very little that could stop her at this point. It was one of those many scenes where it's just like, okay, so the women get a one-on-one, and then they tell Zach how badly they need his specific love, affection, and attention, and Zach's like, whoa, I'm so sorry that you want me so bad because you have trauma that you should have resolved with a therapist 
um, just letting you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm so here for that. And then they're like, wow, he's the most vulnerable man I've ever met. He's given that speech so many times in this season. It's not vulnerability. It's good practice. Yeah, you're exactly right. And plus, I also think that, I think it's odd that, or not odd. I think it says a lot that Katie got two one-on-ones. If two one-on-ones, she had the museum date, which was cute, but now she has this date too. He could have get he ha, he could have given this to Greer, and he chose not to. You know, if he's like everyone needs a one-on-one, and if the one-on-ones truly don't matter, then why would you give one or why would you give Katie two? If they don't matter, wouldn't but, you just <laughs> want to spread them out evenly, Zachary? Yeah, cool? Zach. Just they don't matter. It's not about the one-on-one. Rest in peace, Jess. <laughs> you are gone, but you are not forgotten on Decoding Reality. Anyway. <laughs> she ain't black, but we stand with Jess. <laughs> oh, God. We probably anyway, don't stand with back her, but, to you know. The no, For the sake don't. of anti-Zach sentiments. <laughs> We got you. I know. We just, we stand with charity. What are we talking about? <laughs> charity. True winner. Anyway, the group date is also very weird. I guess we're doing all the weird group dates this season because the girls meet a mentalist. He's a guy that reads your mind, apparently. And I know this is faker than... You know what? I'm not going to say it. This is faker than boxed mac and cheese. This is so fake. I didn't believe any moment of this group date because the magician like does this little thing where they write a heart on Zach's hand and it teleports magically to Gabby's hand. And I'm like, I'll be damned. Like, come on. Come on. you, Gabby. Gabby. Let's BFFR for real. During the commercial break, the producer was like, hey, let me put the stamp on your hand or something like that. <laughs> so like, and then what's even better is the reaction on the other women. They're like, Oh, I guess we didn't get a heart on our hand. It was like, come on. Deja, were you wooed it's, by this at all? Because I couldn't. That's what's so tragic about it is these women are really sitting there. And this man has just been paid to come on some ABC show. And he's going to do a couple magic tricks, get his check and go home because good for him. Times are tough out here. He wants to buy a carton of eggs, and he'll be able to afford exactly one carton after this gig. And they're sitting there, and they're really like, will a tiny little heart drawn on the palm of my hand by a magician change whether or not I'm married in a month? What? You can't possibly live in that reality. I, I Like, again, BFFR for like five seconds. Just get a firm grip on reality and don't let go. I mean, here's the thing. What's even worse is that later in the date, they do like this like fake therapy kind of thing where the women sit in front of Zach one by one and the magician reads their mind and he writes something on a chalkboard about what truly matters to them. Gabby wants safety and comfort, but Arielle puts up too many layers. So she's afraid of heartbreak. Charity is afraid of infidelity. And Kat cries immediately, and we don't even see her chalkboard. But also, I want to point out, these are the exact same things that they said in the one-on-ones, their date, their one-on-one dates. So, like, who t- who told the magician this? The producers? Zach? Did the magician watch the footage? Hmm? 
Bachelor? And for anyone who didn't watch, <laughs> it was one of those um, sort of like pop psychology, sort of social media psychology kind of experiences. So if people have seen on TikTok the questions where it's like, ask your boyfriend, if you walked by a strawberry field, would you take the strawberry? And that's supposed to tell you, like, would they cheat if given the opportunity? And how many strawberries, how many people? It was that level of analysis. And sure, you can, like, get it right. But, like, if somebody just told you that when they picture, like, you know, something in an open space, they imagine it see-through, and then you follow that with, hmm, people can see right through you. Shocker. And that literally happened. This is a direct example from the episode. (laughs) It was just wild to put any stock in that. Like, come on. Come on, ladies. Like, BFFR for real. Like, come on. Anyway, I, I did not enjoy this night portion of the date. But that's okay. You know, like, that's okay. But um, women are constantly talking about hometowns. Specifically, Charity has no idea if Zach is even ready to meet his family. They haven't even talked about it, which is concerning. But I guess that's just the structure of the show. Ariel, when talking to Zach, has this beautiful, wonderful accent that came out of nowhere. Did you see this, Deja? I felt like Ariel talking to Zach was like a little bit of a fever dream. It felt like a mild trip. I, what was that conversation and how did anyone try to edit it into something coherent? I don't understand. Ariel st- strikes me as someone who you... I feel like she's gotten in trouble a lot when people don't realize she's joking because she's so dry. Because I didn't realize she was joking, too. I was like, is she serious? <laughs> the accent was so was good. Was there no substance in the conversation? Because all of the, they're editing them all together, and they're editing them. So, like, it's this, like, quick moment of, like, they're being serious about the hometowns. And she just has none. Like, she gets a lot of episode edits where her only thing is zingers. And I'm like, was there any depth to your conversation actually or did you just make him laugh which is the exact thing she said she does to protect herself in relationships you're exactly right i mean i'm not mad at it because i'm having a good time and i'll be honest with you if i'm hanging out with any of these women at this point i'm grabbing a drink with ariel that's a good time send her home just (laughs) she's gone you know she's a goner. She's not winning this thing. But I, I'm glad like, she's here uh, to try. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's have let's talk about Ariel really quickly. But and also I want to talk about the commercials for next week. And because Zach specifically says in the commercials next week that there's no sex in the fantasy suites. Which leads me to believe. Or question, I would say. What happened with Katie and the museum date earlier in the season? Right? Because Katie said they didn't get much sleep. And I'm confused because I I was under the impression that means that... I think Katie said that. You don't think they slept Yeah, I think Katie said that because they didn't get much sleep and because it's like coy. But here's why. He had a camera in the tent. That's the one. They 
can take the camera down. That's the one and only reason. It's see, but I would believe that more if it was like eight weeks in. But when it's like that was the what second week? She's mm-hmm. new there. She's not gonna get those people angry at her. They sat there with that camera. They definitely made out a lot. Probably, probably some very teenage behavior. But I don't think they slept together. That's um, my official theory. Or, but here's the thing. I I truly don't see what the thing is with Ariel besides she is very she's very attractive and she's very sensual. I don't I'm going to get canceled. I'm going to get canceled. I was under the impression that Zach was keeping Ariel along for fantasy suites because of his attraction to her. But if that's not on the table, why is Ariel here? Because it's just like, hey, bud, you know? I wouldn't be totally shocked if somebody says something along those lines to Zach. Like, he sends somebody home and they're like, you're only picking them because of the fantasy suite. Um, It'll probably be Charity. Let's be real. Um, Just logically, that's who's left. And... With that kind of like looming in the air, he's like, to have my my integrity question, you know, I take it very seriously to search for a wife, so there will be no sex in the fantasy suites. That's what I imagine. My voices for Zach are very, they're changing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, I'm just, it, I, I'm having trouble seeing a, romantic connection between Ariel and Zach. You know? like There's not a romantic connection the between impression. Charity and Zach either. I f- I'm getting the impression that it's a sexual connection between Ariel and Charity. Right? Oh, between Ariel and Charity. But that's yeah. not on the team. No, 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 I agree. <laughs> I agree. No. <laughs> but like, I love Ariel. I love her. I love her to death. It's just like, why are you keeping her around if that's anyway, I won't I won't beat a dead horse. But look forward to seeing Ariel's family and their accents should be fun. So Gabby makes a point that she has ADHD and it's hard to tell because she's distracted by so many things that it's hard to tell if Zach is really into her. And Kat is not feeling it this week. She cries a lot this week. So during her like one-on-one time with Zach, Zach says he's getting uncertainty from Kat and that he doesn't take engagement lightly. So you have to be for real. And Kat says, I'm not sure how to like prove to you anymore. Like you're saying all these reassuring things, but now you're uncertain. Is it because I'm crying? And uh, Gabby gets the rose out of this date. And Here comes Zach with, like, obey me. I need 100% certainty or you're gone home. Like, is that weird or is it just me, Deja? It was weird because in particular he was harping on her saying, like, um, when the mentalist asked her, are you ready for Zach to meet your family? She said, I think so, instead of just yes. Well, 
Fair enough. How long have y'all known each other? When's the last time you had a one-on-one date? When's the last time you had a conversation? How many days pass between each time you even see each other? She's allowed to be uncertain, but like you're really not allowed to be anything except what Zach has already decided in his head. And it's just annoying. And it really is immature. He just knows just the right way to say it. Oh, okay, okay. Let's let's see if this point I have a feeling that this conversation is gonna be brought up later in the season. I have a good feeling, but we'll get to that when it comes. So Greer comes all the way to Budapest and she's constantly saying Oh, I'm so excited to see Zach. I'm so excited to get back on track. This should be so great. And I'm just like, girl, you know, you know. But she had a nice coat on. So shout out to Greer in her coat and her outfit this week. Love that for her. But Greer goes to Zach's hotel room to catch up after COVID. Greer says that she feels great and wants to pick up where they left off. Zach says, unfortunately, other connections are too strong. And there's so little time. And he just has to follow his gut. And since he doesn't feel 100% sure with the future with Greer, he can't give her a hometown rose. Pretends to be shocked, but I'm unbelievably upset because they wasted this woman's time by flying her all the way out to Hungary, Budapest, just for her to be eliminated. Forget her time. What is the carbon footprint of this show that they didn't even care about flying her over. Everyone knew she wasn't going to go farther from this point. She'd lost too much time already for a connection that wasn't that strong to begin with. Katie could have been gone every other day and she would have still been fine, but Greer never had a foundation that was going to keep her in the show. Absolutely not. And you know what's, what's even more BS? You know what's even more BS? In the previous season with Gabby and Rachel... A contestant got COVID. Gabby, Gabby, one of Gabby's contestants got COVID and she wasn't even feeling it and just sent him home after he got COVID. It's like, I wasn't feeling him anyway. You can go. That's true. It's just like, there's no point in wasting his time. There's no point in wasting his time waiting the three weeks it takes to like get this guy good and not give him a rose. When he was already kind of shady in the first place. Not to call Greer shady, but like the connection obviously was not there. What, what, this seems so cruel to me. Do you think this was Zach's idea or was it like the show? I feel like it could have been the show because if she did get better soon enough, she's she does have this kind of dramaticness to her that could definitely make the producers want to say like, no, 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 just wait. If she gets better, we want to keep her in this if we can. Um, The fact of the matter is, I think in the end, Zach just wasn't going to have a reason for her to be back. They held off. She was healthy and he still couldn't stand her. (laughs) Can't stand her. I'm so sorry, Greer. But I think you'll be great in paradise. We'll see you there. Shout out to Greer. Rest in peace. Anyway. Brooklyn's in Budapest, though, and Zach and Brooklyn take a little bike ride because she gets a one-on-one. They ride their bikes to the hot air balloon. Brooklyn says she feels safe with Zach and is ready to take the next step in their relationship, and it's reaching new heights. Get it? Because they're in a hot air balloon? Get it? 
anyway, <laughs> back at the hotel, Charity in Brooklyn, or, or not Charity in Brooklyn, uh, Charity and I think it's Gabby are certain Brooklyn is coming back. They're like, yeah, they're just their connection is so strong. Of course, Brooklyn's getting a rose. And then Brooklyn and Zach go to a Hungarian bathhouse and talk to another other couple who been together for 25 years and they met in this bathhouse and they've always found bathhouses gross. You know, this whole date seems like a friendship kind of vibe. Did you get that same vibe, Deja? What'd you think? I just want to know what it is with this season that really wants us to see nearly or completely naked old people. It's it's happened just enough that I'm I'm starting to question and I, I just I think we should just stay away from it going forward. Thank you. My request has been submitted to ABC. Old people can be naked. But too, I don't really Deja. want anyone naked on my screen. <laughs> but why we are going away from the cast <laughs> to find old people to be naked? I don't know. It's doing a lot. It, it's called that. That's how love lasts by being naked. <laughs> that's the real secret know. they're trying to communicate to these hopefuls. Anyway, uh, Brooklyn is doomed because during the night portion. Um, Brooklyn then reiterates her tragic backstory. She says that Brooklyn's mom did most of the work in raising her, along with her grandfather. And Zach won't be meeting her dad because he's not around anymore, which is really sad. But Zach keeps asking her specifically what her fears are in meeting the family. And like, do you have any concerns about me meeting your family? Like looking for a reason or looking for an out, but Brooklyn's like, nope, I'm ready. Like, you, like I am so 100 percent certain that you're a man that could bring around my family. And Zach's like, oh, let me go outside real quick. And so he goes outside, does some thinking, talking to some producers. Like, hey, uh, kid, do I have to send her home? Should I send her home? Et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? He is looking so hard for an excuse to not give her a rose. In the end, he just says, I just can't give her a rose because reasons. I just, I just don't feel it. And like, I get it. I respect the honesty. Wasted Brooklyn's time by doing this whole day if you're just not feeling it. But I respect the, I'm just not feeling it. Like, Maybe I'm think? feeling like a cynic at the moment, but the way I read that scene, because of how Zach's been all season up until this point, it's that he was like begging her to give him a reason, to give him something to react to. Like, I'm not sending you home because I don't want you here. I'm reacting to this, to you doubting, to you being a part of drama, to you um, not feeling secure enough in our co- connection, et cetera, et cetera. Like, he wants to react. And for her to sit there and not give him a reason, Kat served it up on a platter by saying, I think I'm ready. But Brooklyn was ready. She was just good to go. She really wanted to believe that that man could be her husband. And and then he really then, in the way that he sent her home, kind of was like, well, you are so confident. And I'm just not at the same level as you. He somehow turned her wanting him into, like, the reason why. Oh, 
Ouch, my heart. I just remembered this line he said. Oh, no. Dude, is what do you say? What do you say? You deserve the love I cannot give you. Zachary Shalcross is going to hell. Oh, my <laughs> God. And Brooklyn sat in that limo and had the nerve to thank him for saying it. Straight women, I'm begging you. Seek help. <laughs> Please. Okay. 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 I'm I have ready. a theory. Is this a, a tinfoil hat moment? Yes. Yes. Is Zach the white version of Drake? Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Version or half? <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is, is Drake is notorious. Notorious for giving a front of vulnerability, you know what I mean? And being, like, open with, like, his feelings and stuff. Just to turn around and just blame women for his feelings, you know? Like, you said I did this and that, and because you were out in the city, I can't find love. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's half of Drake's catalog right there. Is, is, and what I say is, is he having a Drake moment? Because, Zach, oftentimes it says, ooh, because you aren't certain about me, I can't do this. You know what I mean? Like, unless you are undying fuel tea to him, it's just not happening, you know? And when you're, when it comes to the situation with Brooklyn, he doesn't have that to fall back on. So he just looks like a jerk. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I mean. Is is he having a Drake moment, you know? But I, yeah. Also, tinfoil hat moment. We all know that only four women can go, right? So no matter what, Brooklyn was going home, either here or at the rose ceremony, you know? I'm just curious why this... If... I, What do you think Zach said to producers when he walked away? Was he talking to producers or was he thinking? I... The thing about Zach is that while I think he's really immature and kind of it's immaturity hiding under like the language of maturity, I think because of that, he may not be aware of just how much he's doing. He might be very aware. I don't want to give him credit for innocence that he doesn't have, but there is a possibility (laughs) of unawareness. And so he could have honestly been thinking because I think a lot of people believe themselves to be more vulnerable than they are. Like a lot of people have more Drake moments than we think. We're just not as corny as Drake. Like I think I think one thing that I used to do was I was really good at like being vulnerable about things after I felt completely healed from them so that it wasn't really vulnerability because I didn't feel anything about it. So I was just like, yeah, that happened. But it seemed like I was willing to share a lot. I just like wasn't when it hurt. But you couldn't tell me at that moment that I wasn't being vulnerable. And I think Zach may very well believe that he's he's doing a great job. He's just bringing his all and his heart to these women. So there's a possibility that he was genuinely thinking, but really, sir, you were trying to figure out. Like, that might be what you feel in your heart. And I'm sorry about that. But what you were really doing was trying to figure out the best way to 
to not feel responsible for sending her home. And whether he did that with the producers or by thinking, he did the same thing. I think you're right. I think that I think men like Zach who pride themselves in being nice guys often end up looking for outs when we, you know, they're looking for outs when they don't need to. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that is case in point with Zach Shellcross. He is a nice guy. (laughs) You know, when he doesn't want to deal with issues, he doesn't want to deal with conflict. When like, if you're going to have a long-term relationship, conflict is at the center of it. And going back to his uh, overnight with Rachel, how like he, uh, there was a moment, I don't know if you remember this, where he talks about coffee or she talks about her coffee order and he just goes, like he gets the ick, you know? And that was all the conflict he needed to bounce out of there, you know, which is a whole nother podcast. <laughs> a whole no- that we recorded, by the way. But back to the episode. Brooklyn gets sent home. Brooklyn's suitcase gets taken away. A famous moment in The Bachelor when the producer comes and takes away the uh, suitcase. The women are stunned, are baffled. We're not, but we're the viewers. They all cry. They all hug each other and prepare for the rose ceremony, which is surprisingly quick because Katie and Gabby both have roses, and which means Charity, Ariel, and Kat are up for elimination. Zach gives a rose to Ariel, surprising me, surprising me. And then Zach gives a rose to Charity, sending Kat home. Kat is stunned. I am partially stunned. And when she's being walked out, she goes, why? What happened? What happened? Zach just says he changed his mind and he just couldn't feel confident about a future with her. I get it. I, I, is, do you think Zach's being honest in this moment? Or he's just not feeling it? Because I feel as though just not feeling it is a good excuse on its own. But at the same time, I'm like, that big of a difference. you don't have to wrap it up in the bachelor yeah. language. I don't know if there's that big of a difference between I'm just not feeling it and I couldn't feel confident enough. I feel like they're practically interchangeable at this point, or at least for Zach, because he really... Lack of confidence is not something that he, like, will work past. He's just done. So it might as well mean that he just doesn't feel anything. He's gone. And then Kat's gone. And that is the end of this episode of The Bachelor. So, this is the part where we get into predictions for next week. Because now we have Charity, Ariel, Kat, or Katie... And Gabby. But for this thing, I want to try... For this section, I want to try something different for you, Deja. Because I'm going to slightly spoil something about this show. Slightly spoil something. I don't know if you've been on the streets. The Twitter streets lately. They talking? But they're talking. I was accidentally slightly spoiled, but I won't spoil it for you, Deja. Apparently, a contestant 
on this season in the final four was caught by Bachelor producers reading a book called How to Win the Bachelor. Yes. I want you to guess who you think that contestant is. But and do you want me to tell you who if you're right? I'll let I'll I'll let you proceed. Justin, how could you smile so deviously while I am crumpling? <laughs> oh wow. It's not really a show spoiler, Ooh. but the streets that's what mm. the streets are okay, saying. So we have Katie, Charity, Ariel, and Gabby. I'm gonna have to say I'm oh God. I'm gonna have to say Ariel. Nope, really? I changed my mind. Interesting. What is uh, it? Wait, no, no, no. Wait, no. What was your reason for Ariel? For Ariel? I didn't pick charity. But I think I gotta pick charity. <laughs> She's from California. Okay. You know, and why? Interesting. I, okay. Okay. I just feel like I'm so sorry to all Californians. I know you all hate this. But my mind goes to <laughs> one, the Valley Girls I've met, and two, LA. And sometimes the way Charity speaks is telling me Valley Girl. And I feel like a Valley Girl would bring a book called How to Win the Bachelor to the Bachelor. I can't take that feeling. And also, mm. I think if Ariel had read that book, she probably wouldn't have been as funny as she was. Because there's no way her sense of humor was endorsed by that book. Okay. Would you like me to reveal the contestant? Yes. Okay. <sighs> the contestant who was caught reading a book, How to Win the Bachelor, a book. All about how to have the best limo exits. All about how to win the right roses. A clear illustrative guide on the structure of the show. I'm already baffled that it exists. But what? Gabby. I'm trying to... Because I, I want this to be able to just be like, that is bleeped out. But... My reaction isn't, but I'm trying to oh, think wait, of how to react on, without on. revealing what you just said. Okay, oh. okay, okay. Oh my gosh, this would be a good TikTok. <laughs> David, cut this out for a TikTok. The contestant who was caught reading How to that Win the Best. That is so disastrous. That's <laughs> so bad. That's so bad. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have no choice but to stand Gabby. Because it worked. I love this. Number one, yeah, it got you to the final four, girl. Number two, number two, this show has constantly villainized people for doing research, for just... Thinking about how they would be prepared, yeah. portrayed on this show, 
thinking about the ramifications of this show on their lives, instantly every contestant's like, oh, here, not here for the right reasons, not here for the right reasons, this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. I, I say that is BS, capital B, capital S, because it is not, it is not villainous to think about how this show will affect your life going forward, because you are leaving your job, you are leaving your career, Right? And plus, and plus, it is more statistically likely to become the bachelor or the bachelorette as a contestant on the show than to end up with the bachelor or bachelorette. And you should not be villainized for thinking about this. So, Gabby, if you are doing your homework, I have no choice, no choice, I say, than to salute you. Give it up for Gabby, everyone. Give it up. What's crazy is I immediately disregarded Katie and Gabby as options because I feel like. Are you blamed the black woman? Deja. I feel like Katie, we know she's the shoe in to be the bachelorette. It's so obvious. So Gabby sticks out to me as like the clear Mm -hmm. winner, which is wild because I don't even like have many thoughts about her connection with Zach, but sure. Like, I guess fine. Be with him. Um, so I was just like, okay, I feel like if she's the winner, then it puts a much, I, I think there'd be much bigger risk of like this information leaking and it would probably be a little bit of a bigger leak. But so now I'm also thinking, cause you know me, I'm always trying to factor in everything and factor in the outside forces. Mm-hmm. What if Gabby doesn't win? What if that throws off my predictions? So here's my here's now my guess. Cause if I was Mr. Producer of this show, I wouldn't air it. If this did allegedly happen, I would not air this at all. Especially if Gabby is the winner. Because I I am firmly in the camp of Gabby winning with Zach and Katie becoming the bachelorette. Cause I think Katie is a stronger bachelorette con- uh, candidate then Gabby and it's it goes along with their whole return to form thing yes they're gonna pick a blonde haired blue eyed person to be the next bachelorette keep it clean keep it simple you know what I mean I, I just the question is did they find this out after the show was done filming like did Gabby win and then they found this out about her? Or did they find out during filming Zach either doesn't care, which is which would be really surprising to me if Zach didn't care about this. If this is true, allegedly, if this is true, because the way we see Zach up until this point, he really cares about people who are here for the right reasons. He doesn't care about drama. He doesn't care about conflict. This would be a pretty big conflict for Zach. Not for me. I would appreciate it, Gabby, but that's the point. But did Zach find this out? Gabby wins. And like during like the tell-all or the after the final rose... Then they break up? What do you think, Deja? I think it's a really good question to ask because in Michelle's season, 
there was a guy who was caught with notes on how to win. And the way that that went was that they had that season hosted by, not really fully hosted, but occasionally kind of guided by two former bachelorettes. And they started popping in on a bunch of the guys' hotel rooms. But curiously, they knew whether, you know, the guy would be in the room or not, and if they would actually interact with them. And they were looking through their things, and they kind of knew where to look. That was very not okay. I would, that was extremely very violating. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But that was the hotel. That was before they got to like mansions or anything. So if the producers, because that did seem like a very manufactured moment. So if the producers were able to guide these two women into their hotel rooms to find the notes that say, here's how to win her heart. It's hard to believe that she would be, what, reading this book, checking in looking to reference it periodically while she's at the mansion and nobody would notice, I kind of can't buy it, which would mean the producers did keep it from Zach intentionally. But in theory, would also confiscate the book because if one of the girls found out and got mad about it, that would there's no way they could prevent a leak with that. So yes. Also, like, I, I mean, anything can be edited, but the fact that if they if they knew she had the book and Gabby has lasted this long, I don't think that's the case. I think up until Hungary Budapest, nobody knows about the book yet. If this if this whole thing is true, if if Gabby has lasted till Hungary Budapest, they don't know about the book. And as soon as they find out the book, Zach or the producers will find a reason to kick Gabby out. Exactly. But if she wins. <laughs> what great advertising for the book. How to win the bachelor. Maybe I'll like get it on Amazon and like see if Wouldn't it be funny if the like about? author of that see? book just started this rumor was like, I heard they were reading my book actually. So here's the thing. They have a whole podcast called Game of Roses. And I was like, interesting. Interesting. It's just huge for their podcast. I don't know if there's any synergy going on, but hey, you didn't hear from me. You didn't hear from me. (laughs) That is going to bring us to the end of this week's episode of Decoding Reality. As a reminder, you can find more episodes of this podcast at decodingreality.tv or please email us with your questions, comments, and concerns at decodingtv at gmail.com and please find us on tiktok at tiktok.com slash at decoding reality deja where can the people find the secret book about this podcast that could destroy this whole thing they can find me at deja talk cv on all platforms that's tiktok twitter instagram and youtube and i hope that they'll all accept my rose so they can join us for more next week and justin where do you keep your mansion full of potential women Uh, You can find it wherever toys are sold at Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok at Freddy's Roommate. So, see you later, alligators. We shall see you. Wait, next week, there's two episodes of The Bachelor. It's The Women's Hell All and Hometowns. So, next week is going to be a mega, mega episode. Super long. 
Be prepared. I am I'm excited. So excited. I hope pumped. the Intel All is pure drama. So the episode should come out Wednesday then, Fingers right? Crossed. All right, Wednesday? Yes. All right, see you then. Bye. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.